Hello fellow Bobinskis, my name is Savannah and you're listening to Have You Heard Of This? Today, we have the lovely, back again and this time in person, Leah Chafin. Hello. <laughs> it's your friendly neighborhood wheeze factory, Leah <laughs> Oh dear lord. How does it feel to see the mic, to be in person? It's your microphone is phallic. <laughs> Don't make fun of my microphone. My microphone's one of a kind, <laughs> and it does the job. Have you named your microphone? No, should I? Yeah. Hmm. Bobinski. <laughs> or Wybie. <gasps> oh, Wybie! Why were you born? <laughs> yes, yes. He's my spirit animal. Okay, it's 1,000% Wybie. For all of you um, listeners out there, my mic is named Wybie, and you <laughs> you will understand why as we get further into the podcast. But it is great to have you back, and we're going to get started. Leon, can you tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about today? The movie we're talking about? <laughs> yes. It's one of my favorite Creepy childhood movies, Coraline, not Caroline, Coraline. Coraline. The pronunciation is very, very important. Cor- Do you remember the first time you watched Coraline? Yes, it was in the theaters at uh, Bristol with my mom and dad. Do you remember the first time I watched Coraline? With me? Yeah, in your bedroom, on your little laptop, on that little desk, right beside the window. And we sat in your little computer chairs and we watched it. And didn't your mom show up early to pick you up and we couldn't even finish the movie? Mm. Or was that a different movie? I thought that was a different movie. I don't know. It could have been the same movie. But definitely one of my favorite animated movies. Stop motion animated. And if no one knows what stop motion animation is, it's basically like they create these little, like, clay figures. And then, literally, they move them, half a second, record. Half a second, record. Half a second, record. And then they fast it up, and they put it all together. And then they have, like, obviously the audio over it. But it's, you're literally, instead of watching, like, animation, like, technical, like, they create over a computer, they digitalize, digitalize it, it's... Basically, just clay action figures. Mm -hmm. So, if you think of um, stop motion caption films, um, you think of Coraline, you think of Corpse Bride, another chef kiss. Mm -hmm. You think of um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. What other? Is there any other ones? Those are like uh, the ones I like most know. Um, Chicken, Chicken Run. Yes. Chicken Run. Kubo. That was the last one I saw. I never watched Kubo. That was good. Really? But yeah, so I honestly prefer that animation style. I really like it. Some people are are iffy about it, but I actually like it than just regular. It's it's completely different, and it looks more like real. But yes, facts about the movie. Let's get into those. Made in 2009, but it is also based off a book. And the book was written by Neil Graham in 2002. And the movie is an hour and 40 minutes. It is family fantasy. And it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Animated Film. 
And as far as like other um, wins, it had eight wins from other various award shows and 46 nominations. And I did not know this until I started doing my research. Dakota Fanning does the voice of Coraline? Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Mind blown. I didn't even like... I mean, now that I know that, now I hear her. But mm-hmm. the, all these years of watching, never connected those dots. Mm-hmm. And then when I was looking up everybody else from the cast, I didn't recognize anybody else except Ian McShane, who plays Bobinski. What's his first name? Or is that... It's not... But his Bobinski's his last name. Yeah, he calls himself Mr. Bobinski. The what amazing what? Mr. Bobinski. I wonder what his first name is. I don't remember if they say it in the movie. I don't Fred? think they do. George. George. <laughs> Adam? I don't I'm just naming all the names. <laughs> I don't know his real name. Anyway, um, Ian McShane played Bobinski, which he's like a small role in the film. But um, if you know anything about Ian McShane, at least what I know him from is he is Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, really? Again, Johnny Depp every episode. I can't help it. <laughs> um, he also played in John Wick. If you're a big John Wick fans. Fun fact, and I bet you didn't know this, that in the book, there is a certain character that wasn't in the book that they brought into the movies. Yes. Oh, crap. Who? Oh, yes. I know this. <laughs> it was Wyborn. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, okay. A little bit about this movie is it's based on this girl named Coraline. And she moves with her mom and dad to... Basically, a new place, a new town, moves into a new house, and it's a basically like an apartment complex almost. They have they live in the main story of the building, and then upstairs lives Bobinski, and then downstairs lives the two circus sisters. Circus sisters, and then um, the landlord's grandson is around Coraline's age, and his name is Wyborn, but he calls himself Whitey. Which Coraline makes fun of him and says, why were you born? So that's what we were talking about at the beginning. But anyway, it's based off this girl. And she's very disgruntled that she had to move away from her friends to this new town. And her parents are like very distant and very like uninvolved. Um, They're both writers. They're both writers. Very gray. Very boring. Very um, work oriented they're always stuck in their work and there leaves little Coraline to kind of fend for herself entertain herself discover this new little town so she goes out um and meets Wabi but then she ends up finding this little doll that looks just like her and in the house and then finds this little door um that she somehow can't get in it's like this tiny little door in the wall um and then somehow she ends up able to get through the door into this basically alternate universe of her life. But um, everyone, the only difference is everyone has buttons for eyes. And it's like a way better version of her life. You know, her parents are more involved, especially the mother. Um, she's doing all these fun things, stuff that annoys her about Wabi. He doesn't do anymore. So basically she keeps wanting to go to this new world. But come to find out the new world is not all what it seems to be. And the people there are not all what they seem to be. Not to give too much away. Is that a good representation of the film? Yes. Anything you would like to add? 
the little door in the house is covered by wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And she manages to locate a key in this drawer that is full of keys. This one key that has a button on the end of it. And she uses it uh, to cut into the wallpaper to free the door. And then she unlocks the door, and when she pulls it open, it's just a brick wall. And the only time she seems to be able to go into this other world is when she goes to sleep. She'll wake up, and she'll go to that door, and it's magically like this colorful, magical tunnel she can crawl through. And then throughout the movie, each time she goes into the other world... She falls asleep in the other world, and when she wakes up, she's back in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's like a fantasy movie, and obviously it's animated, but it's like you had said, it's like a creepy... Like, it's got like a creepy twist to it. Um, Very Tim Burton-esque. Yes, very Tim Burton-esque, which is why we love it so. I'm surprised he wasn't somehow involved in this. I know. This feels like a very... Mm-hmm. him vibe. But he wasn't. He did not direct this or write or anything like that. Okay. Now that we've got the plot, um, we're going to get into the ratings. You all know there's five categories and we're going to get back down to the basics. We're going to go over plot, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. We're going to go over characters. We're going to go over our favorite, especially Leah's favorite, Cheeky soundtrack. We're going to go over um, the animation style, the special effects. So, again, we've talked about this a little bit. And then um, originality. How original was it? How was it compared to other films? So, we're not going to spoil, like, the ending? Mmm. We can give light spoilers. Let's not give away the ending. Okay. And then if you feel like you need to just slide a little disclaimer in there. But I feel like this movie's been around. It's 2009. Surely. But there could be new people. Like, again, there was someone... I had a private message from somebody that said they had never watched Treasure Planet before until they listened to our podcast, and it made made them want to watch it. What a sin. I know. I know. I know. So, if you're out there and you haven't seen Coraline, we highly recommend. And we'll tell you why. Okay, first, plot. So, I feel like the plot itself... Oh, and we're going to be rating on a 1 to 5 category. 1 being the worst, least, 5 being the best. I feel like with plot, the, you know, misunderstood girl, um, you know, not really involved with her parents, kind of a weirdo, I guess you could say, um, loner. I feel like that story's been told a lot, but... Going into, like, the alternate universe that she goes into, I think it's, like, an interesting concept. hmm I like how they use the analogy of the other mother, um, which is the mastermind and the puppeteer, if you will, of the other mm-hmm. world. She's the one who's controlling it mm-hmm. and crafting it in such a way that is personally enticing to Coraline. Yes. And I like how they use the analogy of her being like a spider and she's spinning this web and essentially ensnaring her Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. other world. Because I think we left out a key um, important detail is the doll that looks so much like Coraline 
is how the other world sees her life to be able to create the alternate universe mm -hmm. world. So the doll is kind of like a camera. Yes. Into her little life. It allows the other mother to spy on her and see what areas of her life uh, she could improve or areas that uh, Coraline is not happy with and then mm -hmm. craft it specifically in the other world to make up for what's uh -huh. lacking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I like how... Um, because most of the time, like in movies, I don't really like the side stories or like the side characters. Like, I'm the type, like, I want to see the plot. I want to know the plot. I want to know the main characters. Let's get on with it. And like, that's the same with like um, side characters that are just there for like the comedy aspect. I hate those. <laughs> I... And I'll get a lot of backlash with this. I'm so sorry. But, like, just... <sighs> Why? Just go on. Get on with it. Like, I just hate the little... But in Coraline, those are some of my favorite scenes. When she's talking to the Circus Sisters. Or when she's uh -huh. farting around with Wabi. Or when she's, like, meeting Mr. Bobinski. Like, I don't know. I don't know why that... But they're, like... I mean, they're. I guess they're important... To the plot because that's ways the alternate universe you know can make it more like fun but I don't know why I love them so much but I do. <laughs> They're crafted very well. Yes. Yes. Very lovable likable characters. Yes. With big breasts. <laughs> big old blonde and plump <laughs> promiscuous breasts. <laughs> Circus is, well, we'll get into that when we get into the characters. We're talking about plot. We're talking about plot. Yes. So what, so what do you give the overall plot, the overall storyline, the concept? One out of five. I give it a good 4.7. Why the point seven? I think that's the first rating that's been a little... Well, what would you rate it? You give it a five? I give it a little five. The only reason I would yeah. take off three points is because, like I said, when she... The only way she can get to him from the other world, it seems, it has to do with her sleeping. And it doesn't yes. really make it clear how she gets back into the real world. Right. It's like, is somebody carrying her back? Is she being teleported mm. back? Or this could open a whole new can of worms uh, in terms of conspiracy theories to say, well, maybe Coraline is just mentally ill and she is inventing all of this in her mind to cope with the things she's lacking and sad about in her life. I just blew your mind. <laughs> okay, that's the one thing I wish this is recorded, like video recorded, because my face, I didn't even, like, do you, when you, like, can't sleep at night, do you lay there and think about that? What about conspiracy theories? <laughs> yeah. Like, holy macaroni. That's true. I mean, that's very well could be... Let me pop that little bubble. There is a particular scene in which she envisions something with her parents, and then her parents come, and they have residue... So, if that was in her mind, why would there be residue? From the snow globe? Mm-hmm. Also, also, I'm going to another thing with the bubble. I'm going to stick another pin in the bubble. What about when they go to the well and Wybie's with her? Maybe Wybie's just an imagination. 
Okay, well then why then... That was the whole point that they created him for the movie. Well, well, they said was the reason they created this character and put him in the movie was because so Coraline wouldn't be talking to herself constantly. Right. She'd have someone to talk to. Right. So maybe she's invented him as like an imaginary friend that she could talk to. Well, then when they have that big like little cookout, he's there and people are talking to him. Doesn't show them talking to him. The grandma's talking to him. Maybe is the she's grandma? made up. She's the one that started this whole debacle this is with true. her twin sister. Oh. There is so many. You have opened up. This was a simple film, and now <laughs> you've made it into something it's not. How about this? What? She, <laughs> she moves into this house, and you know there's ghosts of the other children who have perished uh-huh. in this house. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe these ghosts have possessed her. <laughs> We're getting this with it? We are going straight supernatural? I like it. Wow. Could have. But yeah, I didn't really think about that when I was reading it of how she got back in the bed. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if, if we didn't make that clear... And what started this whole big huge tangent about these conspiracy theories is Coraline <laughs> um, falls asleep with the doll and then somehow she ends up, she wakes up in this alternate reality. She goes to the little door into the alternate. Because another key, another key plot, plot point is she follows the, okay, there's a character. Mr. Bobinski, and he trains mice in his big circus. Okay, well, they're called jumping mice. Yep. Well, these jumping mice always lead her to the door because she didn't know about the door at first, but she always she's led to the door, and then she goes and alternate ver- reality, and then when she wakes up in the morning, she's back in her regular reality. I'm gonna still keep my little childhood mind, and I'm gonna still keep it at five. I'm not gonna let you torment my little mind. All right. I'm gonna keep it at five. Okay. Next, since we've been trying to talk about this the whole time, characters. Who's your favorite character? Besides Coraline, because I feel like I can relate to her so much. Mm-hmm. Probably the big-breasted circus sister. Which one? There's two. Well, not only the one has the... Oh, the big one. The little the short. Big. No, it's the tall one that's got the, the blonde. Big. That's blonde. Ooh. What, the, what are their names? Miss Spink, Spink and Forcible. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are these two little circus ladies that live downstairs. They used to be uh, trapeze artists. Artist. And now they're real old. Yeah, now they're retired. And they both, especially the, there's a tall one blonde and then there's a short, um, like Red the tall blonde skinny and then there's a short chunky brown head one. Redhead. Redheaded. And the one that's tall has got probably the biggest... She's probably got, what, an E? Oh, H. Definitely an H. Yeah, she's got monsoons up there. (laughs) Woo! So they're they're your favorites? And they have, like, what? A thousand Scottish dogs? Those Scottish terriers? Yeah. And how do they talk? She's like, come on! (laughs) How did she say it? Oh. She has like a, an accent. The blonde one has an ac- the deepest accent. Yeah. But I think like the short one still has a little bit of it. Like she's just got a different. 
Oh, Caroline, Caroline, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You're in terrible danger. Oh my god, I love it. I love when they do that little, uh, the, when they tell like her fortune or whatever and they do the little. By the like, tea leaves. Yeah. And then they, uh, have those little like crumbled little rocks or whatever and they toss them down. They're like, oh. Remember that she has that big thing and she's like, ah, and she chucks it and it breaks and then that's where they get the little spyglass. Oh, it's a, it's a little bowl of taffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she like hits it with like her little. She takes her knitting needles yeah, and yeah. crunches them all up mm-hmm. and uh, the sister blows away the dust that's left and there's this triangular little uh, Ouija board looking dial. Mm-hmm. It's a green uh, triangular piece with a hole through it. Yes. It becomes instrumental in helping Coraline defeat the other mother. But the sisters, well, really, everybody in that world, in the regular world, Wybie says it, Bobinski says it, they said they all call her Caroline. They can't mm-hmm. pronounce her name, they say Caroline all the time. And um, I read that Neil, when writing this, he was going to name her Caroline, and his word auto corrected it to Coraline. And he thought that it was. He was like, okay, this must be a sign of us name her Coraline. Because mm-hmm. he had never, it was such an obscure name. Another fun fact, a little trivia for you. I didn't but, know that. I mean, it's very, very easy to know who my favorite is. Bobinski? No. Wybie? Wybie! <laughs> when I watched that, I thought he was so cute. Oh, did I had such a little crush on him. I did too. You did too? Yes. <laughs> I thought he was so cute, and he, like, was fun. Especially when he turned his head and was like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just love how he, like, he can be the, he can be a little, he can be funny, but then he also is, like, real, like, nerdy, but then he's also kind of, like, creepy, but then he's just weird, but then you kind of feel bad for him, he's sweet, and love his little heart, he's so misunderstood, and he has that little jacket, like, in those weird, that goggle thing. Oh my god, I wanted one of those so bad. <laughs> he like has this like telescope goggle thing and he can like wind it up and like look at you. Oh my god. And he rides that little bike. Yes. <sighs> and I, when I first ever watched it, I remember when she was like, why were you born? I was like, <gasps> why be? He's just. I think he knows more than he lets on. Because he's the one who brought her the doll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, well, it looks just like you. But he knows something. Yes. Another little great- conspiracy theory yes. about Wifey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> I agree. He's a hero in any world. Yes. Any way you spin it, he's the hero. Yes, 100% he's the hero. Um, but honorable mention, yes, is Bobinski. Now, Bobinski as a character... And then, of course, I hate the mice as- aspect. Oh, come on. You know my fear. If it, Okay. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know me personally, I have a not healthy, irrational, can-describe fear of mice and rats. I have nightmares about them frequently. I can't stand to look at them. I don't want to be near them. I... I don't know why I 
know I get a lot of hate for this, but they have like a big butt. They have like a pear shape. Their tail really makes me uncomfortable. I just, I don't like them. I'm pear shape. What are you saying? I, everyone always says that. Like, what are you trying to say about pear shape? I just, in an animal form, I, I'm so sorry. I just can't do it. It really, really scares me. I'm offended because I have grown up with hamsters and rats and I know. mice. And I know, and I didn't like them I've yet. kissed their little faces all oh, the time. Oh, stop. I work with a girl. Shout out, Hope. Hope, if you're listening, shout out. I work with a girl that she has like three, four, four? Four. I'm pretty sure four pet rats. Have you met them? No! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, they're... There's a there's a purpose for them, I'm sure, and there are people who love them, and that is all well and good. I'm just not one of them, and I don't want to be. And everybody's like exposure therapy. No, no, no. All right, I know what I'm gonna get you for Christmas this year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Our 20 year friendship at the window. I ain't doing it. <laughs> don't you dare come for me. <laughs> But yes, but yeah, he has all these little pet mice that he trains and all this stuff. So, like, his character itself is not, like, he kind of weirds me out. But I love to say Bobinski. Yes. I just love the phrase Bobinski, and I love how he talks. He wouldn't He wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't in his boxer briefs the whole time with his big nasty beer belly <laughs> hanging out with hair sticking out of it. Yeah, he's a little creepy. As Leah said before the podcast, he's a little bit, uh, got a little bit of pedophilia. <laughs> got a little vibe there. It's a lot going on with there. Um, but yeah, they are all very obscure characters. But yeah, I think they did a really good as far as like, I mean, you don't see a lot of Bobinskis in films. Really? I mean, you don't even see a lot of Whiteys in films. Can we talk about Caroline's father's knit? <laughs> His, his neck gives me nightmares. <laughs> See, I have nightmares about Bobinski's mice, and you have nightmares about his rat. I mean. <laughs> his neck! See, that's how traumatizing these things are to me. I'm just saying them. They're just in my subconscious. Oh. I meant. His neck. I meant his neck. His neck. He's got like a two foot long neck. <laughs> he does. He has a full giraffe neck. I don't know why it's so disproportioned. But there's like, you know what really? <laughs> really just like rubs me like a weird one. Because <laughs> it's the same character. It's her dad. And he's got that giraffe neck. But then there's like a hump. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. There's like, it's like his back and then a hump and then his neck. And it's not like a humpback. It's like a bone. It's like his neck's almost away from his back. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, when they were drawing up his character. (laughs) I don't know. That clay doll was like, neck. Right. I don't know. It was really. I don't know why it's like that. He has a banger song in the movie. He does. He does. <laughs> Making up a song about Coraline. 
No, she's a peach. She's a doll. She's, she's a, pal a pal of mine. There we go. Some characters. One to five. What are we writing? What are we think? Eight. Hundred percent agree. Your favorite category of all categories. Soundtrack. The soundtrack. As we just mentioned, Banner song about Coraline. And literally, as I was researching this, Leah was... We're doing this at my house, by the way. We're sitting on my couch with my dog. And as I was doing the research for this, like, prepping before we recorded, because um, it was kind of last minute, which we talked about recording for Coraline for a long time, but we just hadn't got together to record it. Anyway, as I was doing my research, I was literally humming the theme. I was wondering what you were humming. How did you not know? Well, you, you weren't very loud. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you weren't very good. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, well, they got to call me out like that in the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. song that he sings about Coraline, that's only like actual song. The rest is just like instrumental, like music. Ambience. Wow, big word. <laughs> Ambiance. 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 What's that from? <laughs> it's from Harry Potter. I where she goes, Harry Potter. Oh my god, where she goes. <laughs> it's, listen, where she goes, it's uh, you're saying Leviosa. It's Leviosa. Oh. That's what I was thinking of. Ambiance. What's your favorite, like, musical... Like, is it the main theme, or is it the Coraline song? That's well, actually, it's neither. Ooh. And this is kind of part of my messed up... <laughs> my messed up psyche. But I really love the track that plays when she is in the middle of playing the game with the other mother near the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And she has to collect the three items. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's in the Mr. Bobinski phase. Uh-huh. Where she's going into his apartment to get this key she needs, mm-hmm. this item she needs to defeat the other mother. And it's when she finds his empty suit oh. sitting on the ball and the rats come flying oh, out of it. I hate that scene. I love the soundtrack to that. It's done so well. Mm. And I've actually listened to it just off of the CD. Mm-hmm. And you could honestly put that in any like horror uh, attraction, like a haunted house attraction as the background music mm. and it would be perfect. Mm. It's yeah. very creepy. Just very well done. Yeah, I think my favorite is when she goes to watch in the alternate universe. She goes to what before she finds out it's all like bad or whatever, and she goes into Bobinski's and they do the little circus act forward. It's like ding, 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 yeah, ding, 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 and they're jumping on the balls and stuff. Oh my gosh, I love that. And her like Wabby's like eating that like what is it popcorn, popcorn candy, popcorn candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. But again, like they just. Oh, they just killed it with the sound. There's something about animation movie soundtracks. 
whether it's just music or if it's actual like singing, you know, Frozen or, you know, Enchanto or whatever, there's just something about Chef Kiss. Yes. I love it. Rating? For the soundtrack? Mm-hmm. I would say five. We've already talked about the stop motion capture animation. Why do you think that's such... I mean, we talked about how it looks so like real stuff. But why do you think that's such a hit? And why don't people do it more often in films? Because it's tedious as heck. You have to literally build the entire set out of clay. Build every character out of clay. And it's not just one doll. They have to make like a hundred faces that they can put onto the doll. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think they made like 500 of Coraline by the yeah, end of it. And it's hundreds of hours of arranging the set, taking a picture, moving the characters or whatever in the scene that's moving just a little bit, taking another picture and repeating that process thousands and thousands and thousands of times. I don't know how they can think in their mind when they're doing it. Know how it's going to look. Yes, how it's, it's going to come together. out. Right, uh -huh. right. Like, I mean, I know they have the script and I know how they want it to go. But, like, it's fascinating it's to me. just magic. And it takes a person with an immense amount of patience yeah. to And do I it. feel like it would take, well, like you said, it would take hours. But it would take a lot longer to make than if they just created it on screen. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I don't know how long. I'm not, um... A movie creator. I wish I was. Actually, I take that back. I don't... I would love to direct a film. I would love to write a film. I would love to star in a film. But I don't think I would like to make a film. Does that make sense? pay someone else to do it. 100%. <clears throat> because you get into, like you said, all that tedious, all that fine lines, editing. Like, you get into the nitty-gritty stuff and that stuff doesn't interest me. But this is actually very fascinating. Just... What all goes into it for then it to come out looking like it does. It's wild. Now, if it involved Jack Sparrow, would you be more willing to be hands-on? I would do any... Hands-on. <laughs> there could be children listening to this. <laughs> I would do anything and everything in any way, shape, or form in the filmmaking process to be within the same... I don't know... A thousand yards from him. If I could just get a, if I, if there was a donut next to me, and they're like Johnny walked by this donut a week ago. I'd be like, I'm in. I just. <laughs> Why didn't we go to Fairfax? Listen, we could have met him. No, I. Oh, by the way, I did want to put this in the podcast. There will be an episode about the trial. I've had a. I've had so many people ask me about doing an episode about that trial. We're doing an episode about the trial. It is coming. Don't you worry. I will be discussing it and we will talk about all the Fairfax and all the goings ons. I want to be on the turd episode. Every turd. Oh my God. There's so much. There's so much. But yeah, I wonder that too of why. I mean, Fairfax is six hours away. Six hours. And if, if anyone doesn't know me personally, I live in Southwest Virginia. Literally live in the little tiny corner on the borderline of Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee. That little chunk. That's where we live. And I think about that all the time. Because, well, when I first, he, they had him all behind that gate. And I was like, well, yes, I could see him, but I couldn't be anywhere. Then they had him to where they were lined up with, beside the car. And he, he was, was like, reaching. Oh. 
But realistically, I mean, I say all this like, oh my God, I could have saw him. I could have touched him. I could have talked to him. Realistically, if I saw him a mile down the road, I would have passed out. Somebody would have had to take me to the hospital. I would have had to hoist you up to the car window. I was like, please touch my friend. She's not conscious, but please touch her and I'll tell her that you did. I'll film it. I've even had dreams that I've went to like premieres and he's been there and I'm like like just, just out cold and like security's like ma'am like it's awful oh. would you say that you're Johnny Depp's number one fan thousand percent you don't think there's somebody out there that's like I mean, someone that's probably in a mental institution, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy fans. Like, I don't think I'm crazy. You're just passionate. Thank you. I'm passionate. <laughs> well, there was a woman that screamed out in court that he was the father of her child. Did you hear that? No. In yes. the courtroom? Yes. <laughs> she screamed out, Johnny, you're the father of my child. What did he say? <laughs> I think he just waved. <laughs> and then afterwards, somebody inter- interviewed her, and she's like, oh, it's just being funny. I'm surprised they didn't pull her out of the corner. They did. <laughs> they did. Oh my god! No, I didn't see that. Oh, I'll have to look that up now. <laughs> me not seeing a bit of the trial. Slap across the face. Punch me. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, now to rate the animation, the special effects. What are you giving it? Um, aside from tiny little uh, hiccups that you can pick up in the movie where something doesn't line up exactly right. I would probably give it 4.9 just to account for those little hiccups that are bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need a four. Whoa. Hateration. <laughs> a four? <laughs> I feel like I always rate too high. Like, I feel like everybody's going to be like, oh, everything's her favorite. Now, there was one scene in the movie where Coraline's father has a big red stain on his shirt and it's like pizza sauce uh-huh. and unless you're paying real close attention you probably wouldn't have even noticed it but they came out after the movie was uh, released and said that that was actually an accident that they cut out a scene where he spilled pizza sauce on himself oh. which would have explained how he got pizza sauce on him but right. they cut that scene out so now he just randomly has a big stain on his shirt so hmm. four point yeah, I just gave it a four because, like, in comparison to, like, Hateration Halloween, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, or, like, Corpse Bride, I don't know. I'm just giving it a four. I'm going to get two. Lovey. Just give it a four. That's your truth, and you're sticking to it. Thank you. Okay, last, but certainly not least, and honestly, one of my favorite categories um, to discuss is originality. What is it compared to other films? How original is it? Are we seeing these types of films back then and or now? How does it stand out? I can't recall another movie where this girl moves into an apartment complex and finds another world and has a bunch of crazy characters in it. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like that misunderstood weird girl, like, looking for something... But most of the time, those types of movies, it's either like they, she finds a group of friends or she has a romance. And that's another thing that's really interesting about this movie. There's not a big play on the romance. Oh. 
So if you're into like a little romantic film, this isn't for you. Right. This is more like a mystery almost. A little creepy. Um, like fantasy. Got some funny bits. But mainly, it's like twisty. Creepy twisty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, original five. Easy. I would agree. It's a good film. It's a really good film. And honestly, when I want to... It's one of the films that when I just want something on... Like, I'm not really in the mood to watch anything particular. Or I don't... Um, like, I'm okay if I maybe space out a little bit in the film. Or I just want something like background noisy. Coraline's what I put on. I can even fall asleep to Coraline. If you're one of those people who like movies that leave the ending open-ended for interpretation, this would be a good one for you because there's a whole lot of different rabbit holes you could go down to explain Mm. the different mysteries that happen in this movie. Yes. Like, where the other world comes from. How long has it been in existence? How long has the other mother been in existence? Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely a film that leaves you, like... I mean, like, you're satisfied with the ending, but you could definitely want more. hmm Yeah. It's definitely not a film like most animated films. It's definitely unique. And it's a classic. And it's on every Halloween for me. And just anytime I just want, like, just a feel-good movie. And, fun fact, my mom also loves this movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that we've got the ratings underway, now that you're convinced Coraline is a film for you, we're going to play a little game of this or that. Dog or cat? Well, I think you already know my answer. <laughs> I do. It's a hard cat. Well, I like soft cats, too. What's a hard cat? <laughs> That's what you said. Huh? You said it's a hard cat. Oh, I like you're stupid. You're so freaking stupid. And cats are definitely, like, if you want something easy, low maintenance, um, something that you don't really have to worry um, about training, about, um, you know, having to leave for a long period of time, like, the responsibility of having a cat is so easy, and you can still love it. But it doesn't require a lot of love. Like... That's what you should get. And I was a cat lover for many years. And I still have cats. I have two cats. But ever since I got my dog, I, like all these years when I saw people with dogs, it's not that I didn't like dogs, but I didn't love dogs. And I would just see people going on and on about their dogs. And I never really understood it when people would say, there's just something about having a dog. Well, now I do. Because now that I have my little Opie, my little poochie, my little pepperoni, my little bubbers. I cannot imagine my life without him. I mean, he's a lot of work. He's a lot of responsibility. But the love he gives is, like, definitely worth it. And I understand people who love dogs. So, have you switched teams? I do believe I've switched teams. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Pure disgust. <laughs> I know. I still love cats. But I... There's something about a dog, man. 
Now, not all dogs. Well, let me rephrase. I love all dogs, but me personally to have the wiener dog is the only way to go. It's the best dog. And if you want to follow my dog, he also has an Instagram. It's called Opadias the Pup. Go follow him. Shameless plug. Um, it's a well-deserved plug. His Instagram is fire. I have to agree. I check it daily. <laughs> you don't, do you? Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, that is a wrap for this little podcast. Thank you for coming on this episode. It Thank is you for been, having me. Oh my god. We are a hot mess as per usual. I loved it. And you'll have to come back again and again and again. If you got the pizza, I'll be here. Oh, I'll got your pizza. I'll provide you the food. You can just come. I'll provide you the food. Thank you for all the listeners out there. Like I said, a lot more content coming on the Instagram page. And that is at, have you heard of this? Have you, the letter U, heard of this? And also recently got a TikTok as well to put content now. And that is also at, have the letter U, heard of this? Please follow on all social media accounts. We have a Facebook page as well. And this is available on Spotify and Anchor. And let me know if, it's an insane idea to put this podcast on video as well. A little YouTube. I've heard a lot of people try to convince me to do this. I'm not too sure about it, but let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you next time.